Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, everybody, we're ready to go. We want to welcome you. This is the Global Watch International Call. It's October 30th, 2023, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. And this hour is the journey, which is our weekly discipleship time. For the next few weeks, we're focusing on dealing with offense. And we're going through the book. We started actually uh, almost a month ago now. We're going through the book, The Bait of Satan, written by John Bevere. And this book was originally written in 1994, so it's not a brand new book. But the truths contained in this book, I think, are timeless, and it's well worth the investment to go through it. So today, we're focusing on chapters two and three, and if you haven't read them, no problem. Just just catch up as much as you can when we, Susan and I, highlight some points. And it's just, it's a great book. It's really powerful. It's very pertinent to the things that we're dealing with in this hour. So let us have, oh, who shall we have? Let us have Joe Hardwick. Joe, why don't you open us up in prayer, and then Susan Rao will get right into it. Yes, thank you. Yes, Lord, we just thank you for this wonderful day. We just thank you, Lord, that as you take us through step by step, and as the months seem to be flying by, Lord, we are learning so much, and Lord, we just pray that even during this hour that you will um, teach us even further into your word, Lord, and we just give you thanks and praise. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yeah, amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you're going to give us revelation, wisdom and revelation. All right, Susan Rao, you're up. Chapters two and three, give us a couple of highlights. Okay, first of all, thank you all for joining us and being on time. <laughs> That's going to be a challenge for the next few weeks. But the bait of Satan, I can't believe God's timing with all that is happening with this war and now with the Mike Bickle thing. And But the beauty of it is I see God is pulling his bride together through it all. And he's cleaning house. And this is a great book to help us clean our own houses so that we can be more effective as watchmen and understand what the will and what the Lord is saying in times that are going to be increasingly challenging. And I'm really excited to hear from you guys. I hope you've been able to read the book. If you haven't, no problem. Just be here to learn. But I would encourage everybody, even if you've read this book before, I think this is my third or fourth time through it. Obviously, I need it. <laughs> but it, it, there's just nuggets that you get every time you go through it. And the first chapter, the second chapter is on massive offense and basically goes over the Matthew 24 thing where in the end times that the, there many will be offended and betray one another. And I've been talking about the betrayal culture that's coming forward. And I think we're going to be seeing more of it as we're even in the headlines as things get uncovered and discovered and all of these things i'm not pointing a finger but it's just a culture that we're going to be going into and we as christians in our own walk and particularly as watchmen need to 
guard our hearts and know how to do this warfare. It's a time where we really have to pick up the sword and know how to wield the word of God, um, not only for how we speak, but how we react to situations that we're going to be confronted with. Enough said about that. That second chapter is about massive warfare. The third third chapter is more, who me? I guess it says, how could this happen to me? There are basically two threads that I picked up in going through these. It's simplifying and boiling down a lot of really good nuggets. But the first point is that I love this about you need to realize that when you sow the love of God, you will reap the love of God. And you need to develop faith in the spiritual law. And that's really good food for thought, because how many times are we sowing love versus putting out our opinion versus mm, being a little bit puffed up in our knowledge. <laughs> and he goes on to say the knowledge of God's word without love is a destructive force. How many have been in those situations where you've had the word of God loosed over you and it's somebody like talking over you and you just feel the point of the spear going at you and knowledge puffs up but love builds up and he goes also goes on the most effective way for the enemy to blind us is to cause us to focus on ourselves and um, that happens to me all the time particularly when I'm in a place where I it just it's not my peeps <laughs> I want to give them the one, too. Don't you understand this? <laughs> and I, I've sat with my mouth shut for so many years. <laughs> but I think what God has done is he's developed, developed a depth of expandability and a depth of wisdom and waiting for when the right word should come forward and when it shouldn't. Getting our focus on ourselves is a setup for offense, I'm afraid. And the other thing he says about this is betrayal in the kingdom of God comes when a believer seeks his own benefits or protection at the expense of another believer. And the closer the relationship, the more severe the betrayal. And gosh, that's happening all over the place. And it may be happening to you here uh, on the line. And I hope that this study is a hospital, is a clinic, <laughs> for us all to get healing, to come out of this much stronger. And that's my prayer for myself as well. Uh, the second point is, so the first point is to realize that it, it, we've got to sow love. That's the way we need to face life. That's the way we need to face our interactions. I, that's my boiled down perspective of these two chapters. And the second point would be that absolutely no man, woman, child, or devil can ever get you out of the will of God. No, what, no matter what God anybody says to you. That to me was like, wow, that's true. No one but God holds your destiny. Hear that. Absolutely no man, woman, child, anything anybody has ever said to you can get you out of the will of God, except yourself taking on offense. No one but God holds your destiny. If you stay from free, offense, free from offense, you will stay in the will of God. 
And the Bible states clearly that anyone who hates his brother is a murderer and that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So it doesn't help to hang on to, you did this to me. And he'd spend a good time, a bit of time talking about Joseph who was betrayed by his brothers and oh, how God absolutely turned that story upside down. So if you're waiting for that upside down time to come in your life, just don't take on the offense, lean into God, ask God to develop your character and wait for the time of redemption. And, and show the that, love of God, because then you'll reap the love of God. Yeah. And Fred, you can say that with integrity, because I know you. <laughs> he does that. He keeps me out of hot water all the time. But I, I, I can just say that we have been through some very strong stuff that way. And it has been hard to recover. But as we've done so, I see God turning the tables. And there's actually no other way to authority except through the cross of Jesus Christ. And as painful as it is, nobody endured the pain so much as Jesus. And in that we can trust. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it to, it's not worth it. And when you give it up, all of a sudden the authority and when you speak, people listen, you don't even have to speak. It comes yeah. through. <laughs> That's good, dear. My points were, <laughs> the points that I thought were important were almost identical to yours with just maybe one or two additional things. So I'll just focus on that. And the what I honed in on was actually in chapter three, where he says, let's begin by, and this is, where is this, on page 23. Let's begin by asking a question. If, you've been gen if you have been genuinely mistreated, do you have the right to be offended? And what a great question that is, because that absolutely, in most cases, sets us up to be offended and be self-righteous about it. We, this person absolutely did me wrong. I have the right to be offended. You never should have done that. And, and, and there we go. We've taken the bait already. And the fact that he, in chapter three, he went through the story of Joseph. Is that Joseph is just a great example of how he had every opportunity to be totally offended and spend most of his life in offense and bitterness, uh, but uh, did not end up that way. So a, a key, another key nugget is I was on page twenty six, and I'll just read part of it. Um, Joseph had very limited freedom in his life, but he still had the right to choose his response to all that happened to him. And we, I, I mentioned this on the, I think on the Israel watch that we had this morning, the Israel briefing, that we have, there are so many things that are out of our control, but one thing that's in our control is how we're, what our attitude is gonna be and how we will respond to situations. That is totally within our control. So then he goes on to say, this is Bevere speaking, perhaps when Joseph had his dreams, he saw them as a confirmation of the favor on his life. And then he makes this really, Bevere makes this really important statement. Joseph had not yet learned that authority is given to serve, not to set you apart. So remember in the dreams, he was just talking about how you're going to, you guys are going to bow down to me. I'm going to be the top dog. And of course that inflamed them.
but he didn't understand that that God was about to give him authority, but that he was to use it to serve others, not to lift himself up. And boy, is that ever important. Often in these training periods, like Joseph was in, we focus on the impossibility of our circumstances instead of the greatness of God. Yeah. As a result, we're discouraged and we need to blame someone. So we look for the one who we feel is responsible for our despair. When we face the fact that God could have prevented our whole mess and didn't, we often blame him. Okay, how about that, you guys? Has anyone ever been there? Can anyone? Don't do it. Hey, raise your hand if that if you've been in that situation before. And I can think of a bunch of times that I've been in that situation. This is a good book. And, and then, Susan, your statement about this, uh, you know, that no man, woman, child, or devil can ever get you out of the will of God. No one but God holds your destiny. So you can't blame someone else for you not doing the things that God's called you to do. But what he does say right after that, or a couple of pages after that on page 30, is if you stay free from offense, you will stay in God's will. Yeah. If you become offended, you will be taken captive by the enemy to fulfill his own purpose and will. Take your pick. It's much more beneficial to stay free from offense. So... These points, and one of the things that we're, as we read this, we have to confront the fact that what he's saying isn't rocket science, and not at all, but it's easier said than done. It's so mm -hmm. easy to take on offense and feel that, like we're justifying ourselves. And so I think going back to the story of Joseph is going to be helpful for me because Joseph was, it wasn't just a couple months, it was years that he was had the consequences of what his brothers did before he, he came out of that. Let's go to Jenny Hager. Jenny, give us one or two points that you have gotten out of this, and then we'll go to our, our breakout question, our, our breakout sessions. As you say, Fred, this book came out 29 years ago, and I can remember buying copies to put into our House of Prayer library and over the years in pastoring people, uh, this book to me, is, it's ageless and it's a helpline. So many of us, we're struggling in our lives and we're looking for the door, the way out. And this book is a helpline from heaven to set us free and to show us where we're blind in so much the effect, because it's all about the heart, isn't it? Yeah. And even... When everything goes wrong and you, it's true. You say, God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? And you start getting offended with God. God all the time is working on us for purity of heart, isn't he? And showing us. And to receive that tap on the shoulder from God, I think that's one of the greatest things of all. When the Lord corrects us, to have a right attitude to correction is it's just a lifeline to freedom. And sometimes I might say to somebody, you might like to borrow this book. And they go, oh, no, I don't need to do that. I don't need to. And you know that they're probably going to have to go around the mountain over and over again. Until <laughs> yeah. they get the message that God is wanting to help all of us to show us without conditioning, without condemning us, the condition of our heart. And to me, again, it's the power of his love 
his love for Joseph, his love yeah. is it's because he loves us that he is correcting us. So this book, over the years, I have found I've definitely needed to get it out now and then and read it like yeah. to to as a checklist on 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 my own life. Yeah. And that leads me into repentance. Lord, I noticed I, I did, I was offended. I did do this. I, it rises up in us before we sometimes even know. Yeah. We step into self-righteousness. And when we're offended, we get self-righteous. And that's not a healthy state of the heart either. So it is a time that the Lord, by his great power of love, is washing us all. Yeah. The self-righteousness, when you've genuinely been offended, and it's very clear, you just say, the other person had better better come around and realize their mistake and apologize to me and make make good what they messed up with. And then it doesn't happen, and then it doesn't happen, and then it doesn't happen, and it gets worse. And then you get more angry. And then suddenly, the problem is suddenly not the other person. The problem is you and your own attitude. <laughs> <laughs> just our problem <laughs> but then you're but then you're too proud to admit it that it's your problem and and then like you said around the mountain we go i don't i don't need that book the other person just needs to repent this i don't need that book at yeah. all yeah no. and marriage uh, is a very good training ground too i think <laughs> because you're living so closely together and suddenly yeah. something will arise and you even the tiniest things you can be offended yeah and you have that this is a checklist oh what am i doing here yeah yeah no absolutely absolutely yes let's let's take let's see we've got 25 minutes now that we could take the uh, into breakout rooms yeah why don't we why don't we just we'll go into the breakout rooms and um here's the, let's just be real all of us have dealt with offense multiple times so this is not going to be strange to anybody at all and to, to, I would like to put a positive spin on the breakout question. And here's the, here is the breakout question. I'll put it in the, in the chat. Let me do that. So the question is, when, is when have you been genuinely mistreated and how have you overcome it? And for, for some of us, we can't, we're not gonna be able to think about it necessarily, but I think that when we realize that there are situations where we have been offended and we have overcome it, that's going to give us strength to realize that we can get out of it and we have to recognize it sooner. And it would be really helpful if we have those situations and there were a couple of key things that we did that got us over it. Uh, that's something that we can share when we get back together out of the uh, breakout sessions. So Susan, why don't we go? Um, so just to clarify, you don't have to with your own situation. You didn't don't have to come up with three brief keys. Each group come up with three vital keys that really yeah. help people get over it. So each yeah. group have a spokesperson and three keys, and, and it doesn't have to be long and laborious. Just three keys that we can really get into our heads. Okay. Yeah. So we'll. So Sue, let's come back. From the breakout rooms at 20 minutes to the hour okay. and and so two things you have to do number one remember what group you're in and number two pick a leader right at the start okay we, we've got 12 breakout groups and the leaders get uh the leaders will have a the people that are the volunteer god will give you a special blessing 
because of mm -hmm. that. And we'll all learn, right? Yeah. Okay, okay, Sue, take us away. Happy flight, safe landing. Here you go. Hi, everyone. Hope you had a good discussion. We did. We're all experts now in overcoming offense. It's, it's really uh, amazing to see. That's great. Yep. Let's go right into, uh, let's go right into, some reason I'm getting an echo, Sue. You're not it for me. Okay. All right. Let's go right into sharing from the groups. Just give, we've got 12 groups, so it's going to take a while to go through it. Group leaders, just, you don't have to go through what every person said. Just give one or two highlights and yeah. uh, that, that'll work. Three main keys for overcoming offense. Yeah. So let's start with group one, group one leader. You want to go ahead and I'm yeah. interested. That, that's me. Um, we had lots of points, but I'll just pick out a couple. The first one is to bless the person who offended you. Forgive and bless. The other one was trust God in the situation to turn it around. And also to hear from God and what's going on behind the offense. Those are the three points I'm going to get. Wow, that's great. Those are really good. They're really good. Bless the person who offended you. Trust God to turn it around. And what was the third one? Hear from God. Sometimes there's something else operating and you get offended. The person who gave the example was there's a Jezebel expert operating and the person who that offended her. When, once she knew that and that was broken, the offense left. Wow. Great stuff. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, group two. That's me. I'll be reading from my notes on my phone, so I hope we can still see each other. So I just to, we had the bless and the trust and those ones. That was wonderful. And it was really not to be fast to judge, but to see if something like this has happened. It's a, like a fishing bait. And thank God that this person's a blessing producer and that the, the nasty, stinky fish is going to be exposed in our own hearts through this situation and to be thankful in it. But the real important thing was to not to judge. Okay. Another one was to put our souls in the other person's shoes, maybe understand the pain in their life, and you can then do the second commandment to love your neighbor. Great. And I thought of, I think there's an American parable in this. You've walked in another person's moccasins for a mile. Don't judge them. Something like that. Yeah. But it was like to try and get into the mindset, the hurt, the background, not to condone sin, but that releases your own heart from being offended from what they've done. Yeah. So shall I just leave you with those two? Yes, that's maybe, perfect. Could I just give what Amy said? To understand the power of decree, to send love bombs, changes atmospheres. Okay, and that's all good. That's, thank that's you. Blessing, that's blessing others and not cursing them. Yeah, that's good. Okay, great stuff, Hillary. Thank you. All right, Ooh. group three. Group three spokesperson. 
Bob, Jane, Justin, Wendy. Justin's muted. There oh, you go. okay. That's us. I couldn't remember which number we were. Okay, so a few keys. First one was don't let the offence linger. To confront it, to talk to the person and deal with it. And I suppose that might be for more minor offences, but also for more major ones as well, to allow yourself to go through the grieving process. And then also when it's needed, prayer ministry or prayer counselling. And then another one would be to, well, forgiving the other person, but also the more difficult one is forgiving yourself. So I think they're the main things that we talked about. And I suppose a difficulty there is knowing when we've completely forgiven the other or forgiven ourselves. We might think we've done it, but then a few months, few years later, something comes up and we think, oh, maybe it hasn't quite happened yet. And that's just part of the refining process that the Lord takes us through. So I think that's about sums us up. That's great. That's great, Justin. And that's, I think it's, what you said towards the end there is acknowledgement that the forgiving is oftentimes a process that you can't just forgive by your will once and then it's completely your emotions are completely taken care of uh frequently it's multiple times that you have to do that so great stuff thank you so much um let's go on to group four spokesperson who's in group four sue Christine, Jennifer, Lynn, Tim. Oh, Tim's driving. I guess I'll do it just through default. Let's see. We talked about the need to... Oh, I can't think, sorry. Christine, did you want to do it? Okay, we'll come back to you guys. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's go to group five. Yes, my group, I have to say, even in this whole room, I must be the odd one out because I was like for 10 years ready to take someone out. (laughs) Everyone's so gracious. Um, But I think (laughs) what we really hit on was humility, a contrite heart. There there comes that point where you submit um, humility. I'll say that was one of our main ones. Great stuff. Was there anything else? Yes, definitely. Actually, one of the most beautiful points that just blew my mind from this beautiful lady was worship. As she submitted herself and spoke about the transformation that happened through Holy Spirit in her heart, worship was a a huge key for her. Wow. Yeah, wow. Great stuff. Great stuff. All right. That was group five. Group six was our group. And I, the really the main, I don't have three points, but the main thing, there were actually two main things that kept coming up. One was, one was that it was just forgiveness. You can't get around it. You, you have to forgive. And if you're going to, if you're going to over, overcome offense. And the other one was what, what I just was talking with Justin about was the forgiving is, uh, oftentimes it takes time or you forgive somebody by an act of your will, but then you have to forgive them again, and you have to forgive them again, and you have to forgive them again. And it takes a while to for your emotions to catch up with what your will has done. But we were pretty united on that on on those uh, issues. So that was our group. That was group six. So let us go to group seven. 
Group 7 spokesperson. Anna, Berka, Helena, William. It was a pure heart. We have to, to guard our heart clean and to receive God's love. And that we said that the time is important. It's all, yes. The time is important, meaning what? Meaning you need to you need to do it quickly. To yes, it's it's perhaps Helena can help me. When we talk about the timing, yes, maybe sometimes we can do the reconciliation with the other part. So the timing is important. If we we forgive each other and then we reconcile, so we are talking about this. Okay, great. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, can I just clarify that? Uh, something's coming to mind here. Uh, this timing thing, some people have said, you get it done right away. I think that's true in some places. But whenever other things, it's, it can take a while. Um, I've found that you need to step back, get your emotions in control, and let the other person have some time with the Lord, and then wait for the open door. It can be very, it depends upon the personalities involved. And yep. it's just wisdom. Yeah, good point. I agree with that. That's happened to us. Farming is so important. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you, everybody. All right, let's go on to group eight spokesperson. That was a point that also came up in ours about being sensitive to Holy Spirit about the timing to deal, letting the heat of the emotions subdue, <laughs> praying in tongues and praising God in the midst of it all. Another was about humbling ourselves, similar to what Tamara was saying, humbling, recognising, going to the Lord to help. And, and also another point was speak to yourself. When you've made the decision to forgive, it might take many moments of declaring God's word and saying, no, I choose to forgive. And then you declare a scripture, uh, even if it's the same one. I remember doing that once about 100 times a day <laughs> to get me through this big hurdle. And, and it broke the back of it. It really did. So, mm -hmm. yeah, speaking to your soul, speaking over yourself, those words of life and truth. Wow, that's good. That that's really good. Yeah, declaring declaring scriptures over yourself is very powerful and very important. And yeah. in fact, that's at the end of these each chapter, they make declarations, and it, much of it is about declaring things to yourself. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very good. All right. Thank you, Allison. All right. Let's go on to Group Nine spokesperson. That's me. All right, Ruth. Um, go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to, yeah, we, we realized oftentimes when we're offended, there's things going on inside of ourselves that need to get figured out. So it's often it's an inner healing that needs to take place. And sometimes we don't even understand what's going on there. It's good to talk to God about the offense that's, that has happened to us where we're feeling offended and being real with him about what was going on and what offended us and really 
acknowledging our offense and taking time to speak with the Lord about it and reading his word and kind of work things out for ourselves to a point where we can start talking about it. And then the, the question is, do I need to speak with the person myself? Or maybe um, we had one person sharing that she ended up writing down the verses that, that had really spoken to her and that she felt they were helping her understand the way she needed to go. So she wrote them down and handed them on without having to do a bunch of talking about it. She did speak with someone about it, but giving out, speaking the word of the Lord in the situation is helpful. And the, the last thing is, yes, yeah, speaking about it and speaking to this person about it, but then we need to let go and let God and really not let the offense be our our uh, lighthouse that shows us how we should keep on our path. We need to really let go and not walk in a, in offense anymore, but start moving forward in a fr- way of forgiveness and in heal- a healed place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's great. That's, that's the great. timing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, great. That's letting go and moving on is part of the whole forgiveness process. So that's great. Let's go on to group 10 spokesperson. This is Shanta. I'm the spokesperson for us. And the first point is, no matter what happens, to be willing to forgive quickly. And you keep Mm -hmm. getting offenses no matter what, but to be willing to forgive quickly. The second was very uh, touching. This was Barbara, and she said there was a a lot of hurts in the relationship with her mom, and she heard she was dying, and she couldn't see her. So the Lord told her, write her a letter forgiving her, didn't know whether it could reach her, but she did. And later on, she heard that that her mom did receive the letter. She was so touched. She wasn't a believer. And this letter changed her heart. And she gave her heart to the Lord before she passed away. So this letter did this. So it was beautiful. And the second point was to be prepared to love people anytime after forgiving. And the third was, Uh, Beloved, I want you to prosper and be in health just as your soul prospers because our soulish realm is so important and we forgive as believers, but we retain the memory of the hurt and the wounds. And when you take it to the Lord and say, Lord, show me what's in my soulish realm. I want to prosper. The Lord shows you the hurts and because you've already forgiven and he removes it supernaturally layer by layer as it goes down it brings it back to the memory so that was our third point wow that's great thank you so much shanta great stuff all right let's go to group 11 thank you so one of the first things we discussed was their opinion of me does not reflect the reality of my identity okay wait a minute whoa whoa whoa. say that again that is so good (laughs) come on say it again their opinion of me does not reflect the reality of my identity. Wow. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Then we also discussed at great length the forgiveness aspect of it, starting in your head, eventually getting to your heart. But that beyond forgiveness, you also need to love or bless them. And loving is treating them as though they didn't offend me. So treating them... And I have found, we, we found that, that that takes the sting out of it. it. It gives them no excuse. You're not countering back and like kind. You're treating them with love. 
Yeah. The other thing that we discussed was when someone comes at you, when someone brings something to you, instead of responding on that surface level, ask Abba, what's the root of this? And go for the root. Go for the root of it. Because oftentimes it's not at all what is coming at you. And so there's no offense to be taken. There's something else and there's a root issue. Yeah. And that spiritual, you've got to take authority over that. You've got to figure it out. It might be yours. It might be theirs. It might be something they're totally unaware of. You don't know. So those were the three things that we really came up with. And we've discussed some of the other things everybody else did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, going after the root issue is really, that's a, yeah. that's a really important thing if you can do it. Yep. Yeah. That's great. So oftentimes what's coming out is not what's going on. It may be that there's something completely different going on and, and, and you're not, and you're taking something personally that maybe is not meant to be taken personally. Exactly. So, yeah. Great stuff. Thank you so much, Sherry. All right. Last but not least, group 12. Hey, last but not least, how do you add to all this? We can say uh -huh. yes. I think one of the things that we did add is in these situations, we feel helpless and powerless to change and to stop it or to make it all better. And I think in the midst of the powerlessness is giving people room, respecting their decisions. But the main thing was we do have the power of our own choice about our response. So in that feeling of powerlessness in a situation, to change it, to stop it, to whatever that helpless, powerless one, Nikim just said that we do have, we can do all things through Christ. And one of that is to recognize the place of our choice in the situation, to bless, to do these. But I think when the feelings are so overwhelmed with the helplessness and powerlessness, we grab other things that have helped us get power in situation or feel some sort of power. But uh, that is was an addition to so many of the other things that are great and have been said and hard to do. Great stuff, Lynette. Yep. Yep. We do have that. We do have the power of choosing our own response. And sometimes that's the only power that we have, <laughs> but it's very important that we recognize that. Yeah. And that also, that whole thing pulls us out of a victim mentality mm -hmm. uh, as yeah. well, which is a victim mentality is so uh, destructive. Um, <clears throat> okay, that was all 12. Susan Rao, do you, we're at the end of the hour. Do you have any last minute comments? Excuse me, Fred, you're going to come back to group four. I paused. Oh, okay. Group four. Okay. Group four. Are you ready to speak? Sure, I wrote it down. So deferring to God, a few of us said deferring to God for his perspective on things is helpful. Acknowledging his presence in it and realizing don't, deferring to God for his perspective is like practically getting. Did you want to pop in, Tim? Go ahead, go ahead, Lynn. You're doing great. Okay, okay. I find part of that, mostly it's yeah. actually physically getting to God and just saying, how do you see this relationship situation or whatever? But yeah. part of that is going to the word and how do you find how just going through categorically, how is this? And But also sleeping on it, I find helpful. Like after surrendering and letting it all go and just, letting go of 
offence or whatever, just saying, actually, I realise I'm overtired, which is often the case. I, I've been doing too much and running on empty, yeah. just having a good sleep and making sure that I've eaten something. Hangriness <laughs> has happened. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's great. That's great. Thank you so much, Lynn. All right, so Susan Rao, over to you, and then we're going to close. Okay. I think up next at 3 p.m. Jerusalem time is Malta. They're going to be coming on. And then we will have a daily briefings at 4 p.m. Jerusalem time. <laughs> and we will have David and I'm blanking on her myth. Josie. 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 <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's late. Anyway, we, and I also wanted to just thank everyone who participated in the 24-hour worship. I believe yes. there was much spiritual yes, work yes, done. Yes. And we're still, we it's not over yet. <laughs> so we're really seeking the Lord on the next phase forward here with that. So be in prayer about that and see how God leans into your heart on that. But do keep Israel in mind and oh I know you do we all do so anyway we'll have a, a daily brief at 4 p.m tomorrow yeah no today if for some of you okay it's I need to be quiet <laughs> <laughs> okay we can laugh come on <laughs> all right I I to say as well you're such an Nashi, example Nashi. you afraid. yeah <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm just oh I'm glad we got the clock situation resolved, yeah. Susan. That's 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 yeah, real. I was, I was getting yeah. a little upset. <laughs> that's great. She was pointing at the clock, saying, "I know what this time is supposed to be." <laughs> okay. All right, dear. Okay. We agree. Okay. <laughs> All right. Here we go, Lynette. I'd like you to close us off in prayer. Would you please close us off? Oh, Father, thank you for times of being honest with each other, with you. And thank you for the privilege that you've made us in the way you did with a choice and a power to make the choices to walk with you, to walk your way and not our way. Amen. And so, Lord, we just invite you by your spirit to work these things us that we might live to the glory of our God in the nitty gritty of human relationships. We submit them to you because in it, Lord, you thank, we thank you that you are creating your image and perfecting your image in us, that we would shine you forth. First of all, to make you glorified in us, but also that others might see who you really are through us. Thank you for this. Thank you for getting down to the real basics of our life lived out in this world love you. Thank you for the love that you have shed abroad in our hearts for one another by your precious Holy Spirit. Amen. And all God's people said, Amen. Everybody on YouTube, all pray for each other. Love you.